And the Louisville Cardinals are the 75th NCAA College Basketball Champions. And Rick Pitino with the Bucs and Confetti has won his second national title. Oh my goodness! Donovan Mitchell! Mitchell takes middle, gives it to Adele, scores for two. Wow. Snyder trying to go by Adebayo, he does, and he lays it in. Adebayo had no chance to stay in front of Quentin Snyder. Snyder knew it. Jackson keeps it again, trying to stretch to the edge. What a hurdle by Jackson! Highlight reel touchdown! Lamar Jackson does it again! Jackson, look out, makes a cut, why not spin in for another touchdown, unbelievable, he has seized this national stage and made a strong early, early Heisman statement. The winner is Lamar Jackson of University of Louisville. Welcome to the CardinalConnect.com podcast network, your number one source for Louisville Cardinal athletics. Hi, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of the Cardinal Connect podcast. I'm your host, Gabe DeVerge, and today joining me on the podcast, I like to say um, Bill Simmons has his Joe House. This guy right here, an old friend of mine, is my Joe House, Josh Redding. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Gabe? Doing good. It's great to. I know like nobody's gonna like know who you are like on the podcast, but like you're like my man. What? So like you're gonna be like my Joe House, my 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 good buddy talking about U of L stuff from time to time. So I'm really excited to have you on for the first time. You know, we're not in mid season, <laughs> but it's it's fun. <laughs> Are you saying Louisville people don't randomly know who I am? That's... Yeah, no. Uh, I think they're like, "Oh, who's this Redding guy?" But he, you're, you know, you're Josh Redding. You're, you're the man. If if you don't know, you don't need to know, I guess. That's right. Well, this will at least be on the top three podcasts I've ever been on. So oh no, you're, you're just gonna like drop other. You're going to be like, yeah, my podcast isn't that important. Yeah, that's right. Josh's dad uh, is the master, Rick Redding, who you may have heard of or you listen to the uh, the Rusty Satellite Show. He's the host of that show and a lot of other local shows. So you may you may know Josh. Perhaps you, you listen to him on that podcast. I totally forgot <laughs> well, about that. That podcast. And don't forget the podcast that uh... – our other good friend, uh, Muhammad, yeah. that we made in high school. Uh, <laughs> the Hot and Ready. The Hot and Ready podcast. And I believe we had one episode and we talked about the uh, a challenge, MTV challenge uh, season preview. So this is I'm my dying. third podcast experience. I've died. Well, uh, so you're a season <laughs> expert. So fear not, listener. Exactly. Exactly. This is, you are in good hands for this evening. But uh, Josh uh, is a graduate of the University of Louisville, of course. Uh, he went to high school with me. We go way back. Uh, but he is no longer a resident of Louisville. So although Josh is one of my good buddies, he doesn't get to go to U of L games with me anymore. You you went. To, what game did you get to go to this year when you were in town? I gave you tickets. 
uh, it was unfortunately the uh, Virginia game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did not perform very well. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> you so, have great tickets, though. So it, it's really fun. good. It was good seats. It's good seats. So, like, I just wanted to, like, ask you, Josh, you know, like, what's it like being a UofL fan from afar, being all the way out in Denver, Colorado? I mean, it's definitely a lot different. You know, I, I was born and raised in Louisville. I huge fan from as early as I can remember. And I mean, pretty much once I got into when we were at UofL, I went to every game at the Young Center. Yeah, you went, to, I mean, like you went to more games than I did, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, it's, and it then when after even college and I was working in Louisville, I had like a 30, 40 minute commute and I was listening to talk radio every day, like morning and afternoon. So I was like, <laughs> It was all. It was probably a little bit too much. Honestly, it's like oh come uh, on, a lot of you miss a you lot miss of the radio. Little. You miss you miss yeah. the sports radio a little bit. You, you know the internet's there. The internet's there, but you miss the sports radio a little bit. I'm definitely less informed than I was for sure, and I don't know. It's there's definitely pros and cons. Like the uh, you don't feel like the the rivalry as much, and it's kind of like relaxing. Okay. Because Nobody that you talk to cares. There's you're not, <laughs> but that's also like a bad thing. Is that you just want like, to talk? You just want to talk crap. You know, <laughs> just yeah, and, and or or you can't go to a bar and just be like watching the Louisville game, and everyone there is watching with you and cares. It's... Although there is one good bar in Denver that has a a good Louisville alumni, then they go to the bar and watch the Cards game. I've done that a couple times. It's, it's a lot of fun. I can imagine. Yeah, that's I, I even even today when I mean, we're recording this on the 18th and like to, it's just like today there was the Muhammad Bamba decided not to go to Kentucky, decided to go to to Texas. And I was like the really big recruit that Cal was going for all year. And just like I can't eat, like you didn't even know that. Like I know I just like said that and you've probably never heard oh, that yeah. guy in your life. No, but like no idea who that I've is. literally heard his name a hundred times in the past two weeks alone. And just like it it, it does I'm it gets old to a degree, but and I'm sure like there's like there's a relaxing quality to not being a part of it. I like that idea. I, I can't imagine a life without the constant red and blue, man. Like it's for better and for worse. Like I kind of love that part of it, but I also hate the living daylights out of it. <laughs> I think, like, I definitely miss it the most in season. You know, being able to go oh, to games, going football, going to tailgate. You know, I really miss that. It then when you know, like, right now when we're not in season, like it's yeah, it's kind of good to not really have to think about it that much. Just yeah, kinda... of course. You know, and and it must have been hard, like with football and Lamar this season, like I'm sure you, you would have given a lot to, to come back and just watch him go to work. Oh, well, I, you know, I talked about coming back for the, uh, which came Florida state, it? Florida state, right? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. You I was almost came back. We back. Yeah. I tried so hard to get you to come and I had an extra ticket too. And I was like, yeah. you, you could come, but the, Louisville to Denver is not like a good flight situation. There's, it's getting but, better. It's getting better, but yeah, you're right. It's not, especially on a quick's notice. It's not like you can just be like, oh, I'm gonna. It's like if I needed to go to Atlanta in the next like 12 hours, I could get there without driving and like you know get there really quickly. But you can't do that for Denver. So yeah, for sure. And you know, I had my 
my Lamar Heisman uh, bet. Oh yeah, Vegas. You so should tell. T- go cool. ahead, go ahead, and tell tell the story. Well, I mean, I was just in Vegas in last August, and it's my first time in Vegas. I've obviously wanted to make some bets and had to had to put some money on the cards, you know, just being a homer. So I put twenty five dollars on Lamar to win the Heisman. What did you get those uh, odds at again? Because it wasn't a hundred to one then, which was insane. Well, yeah, and apparently you had told me that I. I kind of messed up. That yeah, I, I think you kind of did because you went in August, and there were some places in August where he was at least fifty to or a hundred to one. Yeah, and I I just went to where I was staying at my hotel. I didn't realize that there was going to be different odds at different places, so I yeah. just went to where the hotel was at. And I think it was only I think it was twenty five to one. Gosh, man! <laughs> Imagine if you'd got it to a hundred to one. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm just happy with. The amount of money I won. But, yeah, you yeah, won good yeah. money. You won good money still. Uh, maybe, yeah. obviously, the odds aren't going to be that good. We this this year for for it. I know he's like third favorite right now under. Uh, he's only third favorite. He's only the third favorite under Darnold from USC, and then I'm trying to remember who the number two guy is. I don't. I don't recall. Um, he's either second or third favorite, and I know for sure Darnold is the is the favorite right now. I'll look that up while we're like kind of I mean, talking. I think that uh, he he's probably not going to have the same touchdown numbers because last year he started off like just having ridiculous touchdown numbers, like getting like right. six and seven in a game. Right. But I think he's going to be better. Like, is that is that crazy to think? No, that no, I don't be- think I don't think it's crazy at all in terms of and and you know we didn't as a quarterback as a I, quarterback. I'm hoping he's better. I mean, honestly, it's kind of a bad thing if he doesn't. And I also think that the end of that season. There was a lot of a lot of mistakes he made, in, you know, in that Kentucky game. Um, just looking at the odds really quickly, he's eight hundred or uh, eight to one right now. Darnold is uh, Darnold is two and a half to one. So yeah, Lamar's actually tied with JT Barrett and Jalen Hurt for for eight to one plus eight hundred. I guess it's really hard to win in two years. It is. Though. It's it's near impossible. So I get it. But no, to go back to what you said, I think. I think at the end of the season, there was a lot of things that kind of showed up that Lamar obviously can do better. And the great part about the fact that he could become a better passer is, yes, they lost they lost some depth at wide receiver, but that's the one position that I think they can either stay the same or improve at on the offense. Well, I, I would hope I'd hope offensive offensive line, but I can I if you put a gun to my head and you say what's the unit that's going to improve next season. I think honestly, it's going to be the wide receivers because a lot. Seth Dawkins, um, I, I don't know how much you followed the spring game, but Des Fitzpatrick looked absolutely incredible. Um, he's he's going to get a lot of playing time. Um, you know, they lost Jamari Staples, but there's still a ton of guys there. Jen Smith's still there, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, me and you both had up and down relationship with James Quick. So oh goodness, I feel like. <laughs> Let's not go down that path. Let's let's not go. Let's not go down that path. But yeah, so <laughs> we we're kind of far away from from football season, unfortunately. But what's what's really been happening around this time is, of course, the NBA. Um, last night was Game One of the Eastern Conference Finals. LeBron put on a show. Of course, the in the West, it's the whole. Uh, Golden State versus the San Antonio Spurs situation. The, the the Warriors are up 2-0, and 
the next game, I believe, is tomorrow night. Oh, no, it's on Saturday in, in um, Sacramento. Or not Sacramento, San Antonio, excuse me. So, Josh, I know we talked a little bit before this about the NBA. I know you haven't um, been able to watch every single game. You went out of the country for a little bit and missed, missed some of the stuff that's been going on. But what's sort of been your read on just the NBA in general right now? I mean, I think it's, you know, it's not anything profound. I think everyone knows we're all just waiting for the Warriors yeah. and the Cavs. And that's, I mean, that's when everyone's, it's going to get really exciting. I, I honestly, I, I watched a little bit of that, uh, Boston, uh, Cavs game last night before it really got, I mean, it got carried away pretty quickly. I, I don't see how Boston wins more than one game if they get one. If they can get one, right? It just, it's so weird that like LeBron, it just, it feels like he, you know, he's 32 years old and just feels like he's playing better this postseason than he was at this time last year. And, and, and it's, everyone got really mad at the Cavs for playing so poorly, but it just, it, the plan was clear. It's just like, it doesn't matter what seed they are in the East. You know, they're going to win games and, and they've already taken, you know, they've already taken home court advantage away from Boston. And I just don't, you know, like you said, I don't see how they lose more than one game, if at all. Yeah, and it's it's interesting how how Cleveland kind of did it this year. I feel I don't know if we've seen this before, where they like went really hard for the first like half of the season. Yeah, and like LeBron was like really playing a lot, and then yeah, he he led the league after forty after forty games in minutes. And then they just like once they realized that they like had at least locked up like a top couple seed, they just hit the brakes. I feel like usually they kind of, you know, like the Spurs, I feel like they kind of like throughout the season are just resting and they don't, you know, go hard yeah. and stop. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. I mean, it definitely worked so far. Clear. I mean, LeBron is just ridiculous right now. I mean, Cavs are the Celtics have no one to guard him. Either. That's the issue. I think, and that was the thing about the, the, the Washington series, the Washington Boston series that Washington is clearly a team that's more equipped to, to deal with LeBron. And they just, you know, they just couldn't get by Boston. And, you know, I, I think that this would be much more of a series, honestly, because you can you can match up much better if you're the Wizards against against the Cavs. But you're right. You know, it's we are just waiting. It's like an inevitable waiting period. It's like these two guys. And it's great. I kind of love this. Like, I, I, I haven't been watching the Warriors as much uh, just because their games are always such blowouts. It's, it seems like I, I kind of enjoy a little more just watching LeBron go to work. But it just feels like every game they're kind of like looking at each other, like they're playing each other but not playing each other. And it's like the yeah. Warriors, like we're down twenty-seven points. We know you're watching, LeBron. Watch us come back. And then LeBron just like you think that I, you know, I led the league in minutes after forty-two games, and I'm still playing the best basketball on earth. It's just like they're still talking to each other in this weird way, despite not having played each other yet. Yeah, I mean that's it's gonna be. Hell of a series! I can't yeah. wait, and hopefully, because it's yeah. just been—it's been such a boring playoff so far. I, I've told you, and I've told other people, I've honestly watched more hockey than I have basketball, which is really weird. I just—that's not who I am. But I've just—I've watched a ton of hockey for some reason. But the other thing that happened NBA-wise, of course, earlier this week was the draft lottery. Um, I know you're a big draft person, Josh, and obviously we have a little more bearing on on college basketball being from Louisville. So, sort of what you know, what did what was your takeaway from the lottery, and and um, you know, what what do you see happening? Well, uh, obviously, unfortunately, my beloved Denver Nuggets, the Nugs, <laughs> uh, with their point five life, lifelong fan, obviously. 
What was it? Last? Did they get the last pick in the lottery? Second to last pick? I, no, I think they got the second to last. Yeah, that's in, where they were. I think were, they're man. in a Donovan territory. They are in Donovan territory. So I don't I think like they would. No, they don't really need a guard, but they definitely are in Donovan territory. I saw, I know um, Mike Rutherford from Card Chronicle posted like a whole long list of where everyone was. I know Heat showed up quite a bit. Pistons showed up a bit. Um, I didn't. I don't think I saw one with the, with the Nuggets, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 he's 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 sort of teetering on that that lottery spot. I think. I think the thing that really excites a lot of those teams in that area is just he can be a defensive specialist, and and they're obviously looking at what Terry Rozier's doing for Boston, and and I think there's a lot of things that can you know you can kind of take from that. So it would be really interesting. I, were you surprised that he that he made the leap to the NBA? Well, I actually haven't had a podcast since then, um, since that kind of announced, so I haven't really talked about it a whole lot. Uh. I'm not surprised now. Now that I'm seeing where, yeah, of course, being mocked and and uh, I mean, I I was telling you at the beginning of the basketball season, I'm like, he's gone. Yeah, like, you did. I I didn't think he was going to stay a year, and I mean, I got excited when he was, you know, after we lost in the uh, in the tournament, and he was like, oh, I'm definitely coming back. But he, that was just obviously it's all emotion. Emotions. It's all emotion. Yeah, I, I, I mean, can't yeah. blame him. I, I'm never, I'm never gonna get mad at a kid for for making, you know, making the leap. I know a lot of people around here, you know, you 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 know, you, you didn't have the the talk radio, but there is, you know, always that mumbling, those fans calling up, you know, oh, he, well, he isn't ready. But I'm just, I don't care if you're not ready or not. I'm never gonna fault a kid for for going and making money. I think that's crazy. He's not ready. I am more, in terms of like. Louisville players going in the NBA. I haven't thought someone's going to be as good as Donovan since, oh, well, probably will. Russ. But that's a, that's another okay. story. We'll but also there. like Gorgie, I mean, those guys. I definitely thought when they were going, like, like I think he's. I going in the draft. I think he's in terms of where my head was with Terry. I think he's way ahead of that. Cause no, I, and I like, agree. That's a great point. I agree. I mean, with Terry that that year, like. That's a weird year for us. It was a really weird season, but and we, he showed, had. Go ahead. I was just say we had talent on that team. Like I don't know if we had as much talent as last year, but we had. I mean, Trez was on that team. Uh, Wayne was a senior on that team, yeah. right? Wasn't right. right here? Right. That and Chris was, Jones. I guess that was the year Chris Jones. That was the Chris Jones season. Did. That was the year that um that Wayne Wayne hit the backboard or the, 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 that that there was that crucial foul call against Syracuse. That we almost made the final four. We were like, yeah, we were like a free throw for making the final four that season. Yeah, and th- but that was a tournament run. Like most of the season, like, yeah, I, I didn't expect us because the weird thing about that team is like we would. I remember just going through five minute like spans of not being able to score, just yeah. like in every game, and like we, we were very bad. We were so very much. bad that year. Yeah. And I, I didn't get that because we had Montrez, we had Wayne, we had Terry. I think maybe the problem with Terry, that team, is that he couldn't, he wasn't the man like Donovan was the man on this team. That's a great point. No, I don't, you know, you're absolutely but, right. I'm sorry, that was know, Michigan State. We lost to Michigan State. It was, but it was at, um, it was at Syracuse. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, no, and Terry, like, he, I'm just looking, I'm actually looking at the Ken Palm stats right now. Like, Terry was offensively the, you know, the best guy on that team, honestly. Um, there was no Russ. That, that that was the Terry Rozier, Chris Jones, Montrez, yeah. 
Um, I think that the the year after Russ, and it might have just been an offensive like, oh, so we can't just give Russ the ball and he's going to score like when we're struggling. And no, you're and I think right. there's definitely some adjustment there. You're absolutely right. No, I'm but not with this, I was going to say this year, like Donovan, like I feel like we definitely had moments where we would do our typical Louisville camp score, but I mean Donovan would take over games. Like, yeah, more so than I've seen people since like Russ. No, you're absolutely right, and I think it's really interesting to me, given um, you know, give, he was so good in that first half of this season, and I think, and I, and, and the question I think for teams is, is he that player? Or is he the guy who kind of he kind of struggled down the stretch? You know, he didn't. You know, Dangadell was the best player for Louisville in the postseason, yeah. like, hands down, and it's. Yeah. It, that's a little concerning for me if I if I'm an NBA if I'm an, you know a scout or a GM. But athletically he's got it. Defensively he gets it in terms of just IQ wise, and I just think he does some things that when NBA teams are looking so much for athleticism they don't get the guys who are committed to playing defense. And you know sort of like Terry Rozier is you know Don is really committed to playing defense. So. I think I think he sort of has that going for him, and I, I I agree he could be I think he could be a much better player than Terry Rozier um, was. Yeah, I mean I think it's going to come down to his his jump shot if he makes it in the NBA. Honestly, if he can if he can knock down thirty eight percent from three, then I think he's going to be really good. No, you're absolutely right. Um, so you you know we've been talking a little bit. You you mentioned Russ, and I feel like you know. You asked me if I could let you do the Russ rant, and and I want I want I want you to give everyone the Russ rant. What is you know, you always tell people Russ Smith NBA. Why hasn't it happened yet? Uh, it just I know I mean I can't. Everyone that's Louisville fan they love Russ. Yeah. Like I, him and Reese. Those are my those are my two like favorite players I've ever watched play. And I mean watching Russ play at, at Louisville just. It was incredible, and I I truly believed that he was going to get drafted in the first round. Like he was going to be a you know start off as a backup point guard, like a bench scorer, but you know maybe even evolve into someone who could be a starter. And it clearly has not gone that way. And I I just it frustrates me because my whole thing is he's never gotten a chance. And no, you're absolutely right. If you look, if you look at his D League stats. Like, he dominates. If you look at college stats, he dominated. Like, he's dominated on every level he's gone to outside of his little foreign trip last year, which I guess was just like a bad, bad uh, coach relationship there. He right. clearly had just, <laughs> those, those quotes are kind of funny that the coach had. But, uh, I mean, he's just dominated every time he's been asked to play basketball. And he couldn't get, you know, he, he, I don't think he ever played for the Pelicans. And then no, the Grizzlies, he, I don't know if he ever, he played like more than like five minutes in a game, like a couple of times. And I remember at least one game where he did well, but like he never got a shot. And all I want is give the man 15 games where he plays 10 to 15 minutes. And if he doesn't do it, then I'll, I'll admit, all right, Russ is not an NBA player. But until I see that, him actually get some time in the NBA. I just, I don't, I refuse to believe that he couldn't make it work because the kid has dominated every single time he's been asked to play basketball. I don't, I don't get that why he couldn't even get a chance. And what really pisses me off is Tyler Ulis 
Like it's like the same the whole, player. Well, he's not the same player. He's a lot of different players in terms of what they do. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. You're right. He's, he's but physically, short. physically, yeah, they don't. They like, both don't have the physical things. He's that the undersized, like which I think is the main thing that was stopping Russ. No one ever got, gave him a chance because he's undersized. He's too small. And Tyler Ulis, if he was on a team that wasn't like one of trying to lose games, yeah. he would have never played this year. He would have never gotten his chance. And he probably wouldn't have played next year if he was on a team that that was actually, you know, get, didn't care if they won and were just wanting to give guys minutes. But Tyler, he got that chance. He showed off. I mean, clearly, I'm not hating on him. He's He's clearly good enough to play in the NBA. I just think... I think Russ is, and I won't believe he's not until I see him get that chance, which I honestly don't think is ever going to happen at this point. Which I mean, it hurts because yeah, there was that yeah, there was that really good uh, Jeff Greer wrote a a great article uh, like a week a week ago now uh, about you know Russ is back in Louisville, obviously um, for kind of hanging out, and he sort of he's doing some charity event. In about a week or so, I think, yeah, like a, a charity, yeah, it's a charity basketball game in June, and he's doing a, a summer camp with Terry Rozier, so he's like in Louisville right now, and he sort of had this interview with with Greer and talking about like this next stage, and he talked a little bit about the the Turkey thing that was really interesting to me, and he kind of brought up all these different things that happened. He's like, while he was with Turkey, there were like terror attacks, like one nearby where he lived at, at a nightclub where like. 39 people were killed like a place that he liked to go and he had all of these like ter- these things happen he's like you know quote i never really got the chance to focus on basketball and it's so, like talking cool. a little bit about how that experience kind of went difficultly and you know they talk a little bit about the coach who never really got it gave him a fair shot so he's working it sounds like he's working really hard right now to put things together and, and, and maybe get an opportunity to go you know just make another run at this, whether it's maybe an NBA contract, you know, likely a, a, a D league or an overseas type of thing. But it's, you know, you're absolutely right. And, and a lot of, you know, a lot of life just in general is like, you gotta be in the right place. But I think your point about Ulysses is, is absolutely right. It's, he never got the opportunity. And I think just if he had been in a, in a, in a chance where he could really get an opportunity to get, you know, five to 10 minutes a night, like I agree with you. Like there's no, there's no way that he wouldn't put forth his best effort and, and not really made an impact. Like you can't tell me that he's like, like, man, like Pablo P Prigioni, like was like, <laughs> was a serviceable guard in the NBA for several years. Like, I'm sorry. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Russ Smith over Pablo Prigioni at like the twilight of his career when the Knicks are still paying him money. Like I would rather have Russ Smith in that spot, you know? So. Yeah. You're never going to convince me <laughs> Russ couldn't get, get buckets. Like yeah, maybe, maybe he wouldn't be no. a perfect point guard, but. Russ could get buckets. Like is that's he, what he does. Yeah. Is he gonna be? Is was he ever gonna be an all star? No, that wasn't likely. Was he ever gonna be a you know a starter? That wasn't likely. But he why can't he be a third or fourth guard somewhere? Like I think I think especially a fourth guard. Like I just don't I don't see how he he couldn't do that. Um, but hopefully you know maybe it will happen. You know happened for Jonathan Simmons. <laughs> so maybe it'll happen. I, keep, for I, I hope he tries going overseas again because. I think that's probably be. I don't. I don't, I don't see my the D League 
doing well in the D League clearly doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter because he dominated the D League before, and it yeah, didn't and it's like and the thing about the D League is the competition's weird. Like I know James Young dominates the D League. Like and we all know James Young isn't gonna play, even though he played last night. But no, did he? Yeah, he got like four minutes or, or something. Really oh. towards the end when the game was like over. Yeah, it it sucks. Oh, back to the I mean the the lottery and relate to Louisville. It sucks because I think Terry is gonna really uh, yeah lose out on minutes because I mean Fultz is clearly like a stud and right the Celtics the Celtics Terry. will definitely take Fultz and he's gonna take all of Terry's minutes if not Marcus Smart's minutes if not some of Bradley's minutes. So it's. Terry and I was we were talking a little bit about it today and I I really truly believe this that Terry is just in the worst situation possible for for his skill set and his talents because he's a defensive minded guard and Boston has one of the best defensive minded guards in the NBA and there you know this is already a team with five guards and he you know sort of his talents are being done better by Avery Bradley so now when they get Fultz, it's it's just another guy to add to you know six guards. I, James Young isn't going to get any time. I don't know why I'm even mentioning him, but Marcus Smart is in there still, even though I don't like him. I don't you know it just he when he gets to the rim, I just feel like it's like not because of skill, it's kind of luck. It's just weird, but yeah, so he's going to have to find another spot, and he's played really well this this playoffs. He leads the team in plus minus. Say what you will about plus minus, but. He's playing very well. He play, He had several stretches where he played well against John Wall, and he and uh, and the Boston fans are recognizing him for having done well um, throughout these games and throughout these playoffs. So he's gonna have an opportunity somewhere else. He just has to be in a better situation. Definitely, yeah. I hope I hope they'll be willing to trade him instead of just putting him on the bench and let yeah, him. Yeah, that's my play. that's my concern is that. He'll be the guy. He will be the guy in case someone gets hurt, and or someone you know has to rest or something, and and get some time. And it won't be as consistent of a deal. I don't know. Ainge is the type of guy who likes using assets, you know. So I think, I think maybe he can use him as a trade chip somewhere, and and try, you know, maybe if they're trying to trade for someone, or if they decide that they want to go get somebody, we'll see. But yeah, I hope I hope it works out for Terry. But Fultz throws a wrench in the system. But you know he's playing really hard right now, so that's that that, that is good. Definitely. So I want to know how you're feeling about your uh, New beloved York. New York Knicks. My beloved New York Knicks, longtime fan. Yeah, I, I was gutted when. Yours is legit, not like my Nuggets. Well, like legit-ish. Year. Like I I don't know. Like I haven't since I really when they got Porzingis, I was like I'm really gonna invest in this team. Like before dur- during that draft. Um, I was like, I'm really, really going to invest in the team. I sort of followed half-heartedly when Melo was playing well. I almost, I was like this close to going to a playoff game in Indiana when they had that playoff game in the second round. The last time they made the playoffs, and it was, I'm glad I didn't go because they lost. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's you know they're in that eighth spot, and it seems like the choice is going to be between um, Derek Smith Jr., who Louisville fans will remember is the guy from NC State who got shut down by David Levich. Or Yeah, you don't want that. Or my guy Frank, I think it's like Nielitkova, uh, who's from France or he's from Germany, I apologize. And um is like he's only seven or he's only nineteen right now and 
some you know with Euro guys, it's it's always it's always a crapshoot. So it's you're not 100 percent sure, but he looks legit to me at least. You know, I watched the like the 15 minute scouting report. But I just I really wanted a top three pick. I don't know. I just wanted our pick of the litter of the guards. You know, after after obviously after um uh, after Alonzo and Fultz, I really I really had this weird feeling we were gonna get the third spot. I wore my Ewing jersey the day of the of the lottery. Since people don't realize that you know the, everyone's like, oh yeah, the Knicks the Knicks got that rigged lottery win to get Patrick Ewing. That's literally the only time in NBA lottery history. That the Knicks got a pick higher than they had a like chance of. So like I think they had like the fourth highest chance of getting the number one pick that year, in the in eighty eighty six, and that's literally the only time the Knicks have ever gotten a better pick than they were projected to get. <laughs> they've always they've always been the same or been lower. So yeah, I I, I will see what happens. I I'm some people say that. Smith is kind of like the last elite guy in this draft. I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't want to. I obviously that game against Levitch and Louisville was really weird. It came right off of after they had beaten Duke, so sort of an emotional letdown for NC State. But I don't know. I mean, what, what do you think? Well, the real question is uh, who obviously can execute the triangle the best. <laughs> the the answer to that is probably. The best guy in the draft to play the triangle, honestly, is probably uh, De'Aaron Fox. See, I'm, I'm making a joke, and you're taking. It I know you are. I know you are because you're a actually joke. Uh, like. I'm not. He was trying to play an offense that I know. doesn't work anymore that's, in the NBA. An offense from like 1955 and is totally over. No, so I think that's the thing about Dennis Smith Jr. is that he aligns better with uh, what. What's what's the coach's name? I'm literally missing the coach's name right now um, of the Knicks, but he used to coach the the. Florida I have no Suns. idea. Uh, he is if he used to play for the Suns and coach the Suns, and I'm gonna be really pissed in like 20 minutes when I forget what his name is. I'm just gonna Google real quick. But anyway, so yeah, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. like 100 percent is like not the triangle. Jeff Horn- Jeff Hornacek, yeah, okay. So G- he definitely fits more of what Jeff Hornacek ran in. Phoenix, that kind of worked to a degree and was starting to work before he he kind of got fired a little early. So I I I, I, will, I would prefer that guy um, if if that means we're not going to run the triangle anymore. Like, yeah, that would be great. I would really enjoy that. <laughs> but I kind of do love. You, no, go ahead. I was going to say, do you think you would even consider Donovan at eight? Do you think it's too no, early? No, it's way too early. I think the Knicks would get. I've seen him going at ten in a month. Yeah, I think the Knicks would get laughed at if that happens, and and that's the thing that you know, give all the all the hate to Phil Jackson that he deserves, but he's drafted really well, and he drafted Porzingis, he drafted Willie Hernan Gomez, uh, who who's actually playing really well. Um, for for the Knicks and maybe could be a starter like a consistent starter, which is kind of dope. Um, yeah, he's made terrible trades and made terrible acquisitions in free agency, but he's drafted well and he's good at good at scouting. He knows who good players are, and that's the thing is they co- they sort of kind of always knew they were going to be in this spot. So I know they are one of the top teams to um, to scout that in the look of a guy. So I know they know more about him than the vast majority of NBA teams. So we'll see. They're gonna get they're gonna get to pick between him or, or Smith Jr. probably, at least right now. So we'll see what happens. For sure. 
All right, so uh, switching gears, you know, we uh, we wanted since it's this, you know, summer's getting started, we wanted to talk about something that wasn't super sportsy, and one of both Josh and I's passions is the silver screen of television, and we wanted, I don't, I don't know, you know, we just want to talk a little bit about television and kind of what's going on, and um, Josh, I, I know we've both we've both been talking a lot about Master of None on Netflix, Aziz Ansari's show. So I don't know if people who are listening have watched it, but like somebody who, if you've never watched Master of None, you know, what what would you describe it as? Ah, uh, what would I describe it? That's that's tough. It's uh, kind of a tough show to describe. I know that's why I threw it at you. It's it's just like a collection of like ideas about how I think like younger people are living uh, their lives in current modern society. Yeah. Uh, focused mostly on New York, which I, I've not, never lived in New York, but. Right. Uh, and it, it's interesting. He t- it's very different than most shows in terms of it's very uh, episodic that every episode kind of has its own theme, uh, yeah. theme. Yeah. So, and he really hits on a lot of topics like this year, this season he hit on, you know, religion, you know, like Tinder, um, let's see, like, uh, living abroad, living abroad. There was a, there was a coming out episode. Yeah. The Thanksgiving episode. Um, have you finished the season? No, I just did the Thanksgiving episode. So I'm almost to the end. uh, So don't tell me what happens, but I, you know, I really recommend this show. It's on Netflix, obviously. Um, it's sort of, I think, like I don't. It's a, it's a show about nothing, sort of in a sort of Seinfeldy way. But I think if it, if you had to relate it to any show, and I haven't watched the show consistently, but I would definitely relate it to Louie in terms of its kind of narrative style. But I think it's funnier than what I've seen from Louie. Yeah, uh, yeah, Louie. I mean, it's there's parts that are similar. I mean, it's based in New York, and it's right. kind of about life in New York, but. Louis is much darker. Yeah. Much, much darker. Yeah. Like it's sometimes it's not like funny. It's sometimes kind of very like sad. sad. Yeah. No. Yeah. And where, where is the, where the, uh, master none, it's, it's definitely, they try to keep it a comedy. I mean, there's definitely drama. I mean, I guess he'd probably say it's a dramedy, but you know, there's, it doesn't, it doesn't really get like dark. Like Louis does. No, no, you're absolutely right. So it's definitely something that I've been watching. I've been recommending. You got any any recs out there for for the listeners? Uh, well, I love uh, Fargo. Fargo season three. Uh, it's yeah. It's still. I mean, it's it's being Fargo-y. I don't know if if you've seen season <laughs> one and season two, you'll like it. Uh, I'm I'm about Better Call Saul. I know it's not like the most popular show right now, but right. I, I was a huge Breaking Bad fan, and uh, I think the show's—it's surprising. I was when it first like came out, I wasn't expecting much, and it's—it's yeah. it's been surprisingly good. And I know one that you're watching, uh, Silicon Valley, been great. Yeah, Silicon Valley is really cool. I recommend that one um, on HBO. Yeah, there's just so there's always I there's always so much TV right now. I'm actually I actually just watched. Uh, the penultimate episode of Samurai Jack today, and 
which was like an old cartoon. It wasn't, it's not that old, but like when we were in high school, like not even high school, like middle school almost, we, that was like a really, a really like popular show. And they brought it back for one final season for like a 12, or like a 10 episode run. I think it's actually going to be 11 episodes. And so like the season finale, the series finale is on Saturday, but I, if you like, if you like like semi series it's it's more of an adult cartoon. It's not like you know, it's not like you're watching Pokemon, but it's there's definitely more artistic influences. I would I would recommend that. There's just so much going on. It's um, yeah, but you know I love adult cartoons. I know you love adult cartoons. When does Rick and Morty come back? Like what in August, right? I thought well they posted for some re- reason they like aired their, the first episode of the season, but the rest of the season's not going to air till like, the summer. So, yeah, yeah I'm not sure. You know, BoJack Horseman, it's a great one. So, uh, I, I yeah. I'm trying to think of, yeah. like... Go ahead. I just... I pretty much like any, like, adult comedy cartoon. Yeah. Burger, Archer. Yeah, I think uh, if I was... Maybe I'll check out Samurai Jack. Yeah, you should check out Samurai Jack. And then, of course, like the big looming, I always like to call it the big looming cloud in the distance is like throne season is almost here. We're almost there. I know you're not the world's biggest thrones guy, but. It's good. It's it's a well done show. I'm just not the like. You're just not a big fantasy guy. I understand. So Game of Thrones, it's July. It's going to be dope. But yes, yeah, so Josh, is there, I think we'll, we'll get started wrapping this up is, uh, you know, any anything else you'd like to add to just the general ether? Any any other rants you want to go on? <laughs> uh, I can't think of any rants right now. I'm sure I've got some, but uh, we'll get it. We'll get it in for next time when there's like an emergency podcast, and I gotta call you and be like, "Yo, yo, J Red, I gotta call you. We gotta get it." <laughs> yeah, we'll get when, when the uh, NFL season comes around. We can get into the. Uh, Talking about how the Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not so. even going to get. I'm not even going to get you started on that because that'll be another like 20 <laughs> minutes. But Josh, I really appreciate. I really appreciate you spending this time today and uh, talking to me. And I look forward to having you on in the future. Definitely, it was a great time. I appreciate appreciate you having me. Yeah, uh, thanks everybody All for right. listening. We will see you in two weeks where we'll talk about something else random, uh, but it will be a lot of fun. Thanks everyone. All right.